Oh, we're doing this. Oh, it's recording. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So welcome to Reclaiming Our Time. I'm Sally. I'm Sydney. And this is our very first episode of hopefully many to come and we're not lazy and we don't flake out, but you know, we'll try our best. <laughs> it's 2018. Yes. We, we gotta do good. <laughs> um, so, Sydney... Um, why have we decided to do a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we like to talk and we care about a lot of things and we're pretty freaking hilarious in how we communicate them and um, it's just nice to add more to the conversation. So the more voice, just like biodiversity, um, the more perspectives that, that are out there, the better we're all as a people. So we're kind of like doing good here this is good karma so look yeah. at you talking about biodiversity like i love that i introduce like that phrase yeah. into people's consciousness and i'm sorry that i'll probably say that a lot on this podcast um the name comes from obviously representative maxine waters hey auntie maxine who is a hero to so many american ladies and if she's not your hero then you just need to not listen to the podcast anyways so Wow. Well, <laughs> well, it's been real. Just like go listen to Rush Limbaugh or whoever else is still doing this kind of nonsense. But if you're like us, you are looking for a little bit of inspiration in these times. Um, it's, you know, it's been an interesting couple of years, I think, like both for the nation, also like maybe um, for us personally. And it like, and this podcast is kind of like arriving at the nexus of that. Like Sydney said, we we talk a lot, we talk a lot of shit, but then maybe we also like come up with some ideas yeah. and that we can like move these ideas more into action over 2018 by sharing them, by bringing other voices to the table and uh, having a little fun with it along the way. Um, the name, uh, in addition to coming from Maxine Waters, uh, fabulously reclaiming her time. You'll notice that's spelled T-H-Y-M-E, like the herb. Originally, Sydney and I have been talking about doing um, videos or blogs or any number of things to get us famous for Food network. Food um, network. <laughs> we're great, okay? And we're pretty cute, and we know how to cook because we grew up on seasoned food. Yes, <laughs> Food Network or you know, the YouTubes, right. however you get famous on the YouTubes. Um, <laughs> but we originally talked about doing a cooking show because we both like have a passion for food uh, that we found um, that we shared alongside our passion for coffee because we are both coffee professionals. Pinkies up. Pinkies up. Um, professional baristas. Um, we work at an awesome local coffee company that will remain unnamed until they maybe decide to sponsor an episode or so and then we will love to sing their praises <laughs> but the views that are spoken in this podcast are our own and are not reflective of our loving company um but they are our own yes excellent disclaimer <laughs> that is true um because well 
you know, we all have to watch what we say now, except for Donald Trump, who can apparently say anything and still get away with it. But yeah, yes, we we share our opinions as two loudmouth, salty women, but um, it's just what we bring to the table, and we want to be able to listen to your voices too and share and grow in our understanding. So we are reclaiming our time and maybe reclaiming your time a little bit from the things that are occupying your brain, stressing out your day, maybe focusing us all a little bit more into making a more verdant and peaceful world now, like just finding (laughs) justice and power to the people. Um, So that's just a general mission statement, Uh, but we should maybe talk about um, ourselves individually and what we're bringing to the table. So I will let Sydney introduce herself. Hey guys. (laughs) I am a mid-twenties super black woman from the Midwest, but I've lived in the Midwest and in southern states. I love coffee. I'm also well-seasoned in the way that I cook, the way that I eat, and the way that I function with society, Um, which hopefully if you keep listening to us, you will find that out and find your own seasonings as well. Um, And we all are living in this space, and like I'm sure you are all trying to adjust. I'm adjusting with like the responsibilities of like, oh, I'm an adult now. Mm -hmm. And also like, oh, I have opinions. I have a lot to say. And recognizing like who is really trying to listen. And I've always been interested in social media because I'm one of those pesky millennials that I grew up with. Social media kind of like I saw it like just kind of like flourish in front of my face and as we're navigating that space one of the things that I know draw drew me to podcast and other forms of social media was just kind of like this is in a time where land ownership is not a thing for millennials because you know learning has been monetized um you can carve out your own digital space and be able to function and create a way and create a life that you want for yourself and how you want life to be. So that is always intriguing and that's why I'm here and I'm here to throw the shade and when necessary, feel the breeze. So I will give that to you (laughs) as well. All shade, all tea. (laughs) All shade, all tea. We're both sipping really lovely teas right now. Um, So we will also be sharing with you probably from time to time when we have awesome new coffees that we're testing out when we go to the little hippie vendors at the farmer's market and get our teas and stuff. Um, But yeah, so um, Sydney so eloquently stated, uh, I myself uh, have also been kind of looking for a digital space that sort of speaks to me and speaks for me. Pretty heavy social media user when it comes to Facebook. I'm really good at sharing a lot of activist memes or saying I'm going to go to events and then not really going to events. <laughs> um, I'm very much a homebody and I'll get angry, but then that anger turns to me just sitting on the couch and feeling a little bit defeated. 
And so this is hopefully for me going to be a creative outlet in which I can express these feelings of disorientation and anger, but also hope for our world, um, ways that we can see change coming or how we're going to shape things. Um, from my perspective, what I bring to the table, I am white, which you will probably be able to tell by some ignorant things I will say in response to Sydney. And I own that like right up. Like we yeah. think it's important to recognize your privilege and to acknowledge where you are ignorant so you can learn and grow from there. Um, but I'm also Appalachian. I grew up uh, close to Boone here in North Carolina and lived there most of my life until I moved down to Raleigh for my partner um, to attend grad school. And I have really deep roots up there and have a really solid sort of emotional connection to that land, that geography, that culture. Um, you know, we were talking about seasoning food earlier and, you know, I could probably have an entire monologue about biscuits if I get talking to the right person. <laughs> and, and sometimes Sydney is usually that right person. So we may <laughs> like go, on, go on like, uh, you know, meandering thoughts about that. Um, but I also, in addition to, you know, being from the mountains, uh, being a white woman who is 30, looking at 31 coming up really close, uh, you know, like you feel the clock ticking a little bit and you feel like, okay, well, I know I'm a millennial and I'm part of this whole new generation and we're changing up things and expectations placed on our generation aren't necessarily the same as previous generations. I still, you know, look at that calendar every month and think like, oh, I should have my shit together by now. Or, um, you know, is my uterus a ticking time bomb? Or am I not settled in a career? Am I doing enough? That kind of thing. And so um, this is kind of an opportunity, I guess, for me to explore that as well, um, where I'm at in this point in my life. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's, <laughs> that's rambling. Like, that's me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm Sally. Good to meet you. <laughs> Hi, Sally. <laughs> I liked your NPR announcer voice. Yeah, there. I know. Did you see that? Like, I've been working on it. Hello. Do you ever listen to, like, WNC and, I forget the dude's name, but he does Marketplace, and every time he introduces it, he's like, this is Marketplace. And I'm like, I'm married, sir. <laughs> like, you can't talk to me about stocks that way. <laughs> this is too intimate, okay? I barely know you. Yeah, like, this is Marketplace. The door is open. You do not have a Matt Lauer button. Like, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Speaking of which... um, What's up with dudes and, like, not keeping their stuff to themselves? <laughs> <laughs> well, Sydney, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> no, this morning, okay, like, ever since the news about Louis C.K. came out, much as other things were coming out of Louis C.K., um, I've known that I shouldn't trust men who like to talk about how woke they are. And like to talk about how feminist they are. 
and have my heart a little bit broken because Lucy K, you're cute and you could have like gotten it if you had just asked. Like you didn't have to do that to those women. But I digress. So since hearing about that, you know, waking up this morning and reading about Aziz Ansari and what some folks in comment sections I shouldn't read are calling like just a bad date. Some folks are saying it's sexual assault. And I think regardless of what how you were seeing things on the spectrum of that experience that we were looking at from the outside, it's very clear that we have to very explicitly and directly explore what consent and what appropriate sexual behavior looks like now um, that we are a more sexually free society, that we, um, we are talking about things like both fun things and both like really scary things more. Yeah. We're, and it has, we have to find a way to make it clear both to people currently navigating that society and people who are from like other generations what's going to be healthy and safe and emotionally sound for all of us and we all need to get on board and dudes keep it in your pants can i have like a problematic moment with salty sydney um even though i i used to like identify as a very like non-violent like for five minutes a very like non-violent like no you can't slap the shit out of everyone um no that's not acceptable behavior (laughs) um I mean (laughs) but like in this moment like I I also understand what people understand and like polite like I can't remember who it was but they said like talking to someone and trying to like speak to the angels inside of people is not going to work Sometimes because like, you know, maybe they can't hear it themselves. Um, but a good like slap the shit out of Aziz sorry you put your finger in my mouth, I'm gonna bite your finger off. Right? Like, like why are you sticking your fingers in her throat? Why are you like, sticking anything in her throat? She didn't say it. She didn't and, want it. And like I don't understand, like, when someone likes you back and you're just like, ooh, we're all vibing and stuff, like consent is sexy. I don't get like why you guys wanna go out and like snatch shit. Like Get someone who likes you. There are plenty of women who are willing to like you for whatever reasons. They're both, like, relatively attractive men. Do they, like, get my fancy going? Nah. But, like, I like to laugh. Uh, You know, like, y'all cute. But why are you snatching shit? Like, why can't you just be chill and be like, hey, do you like me? Yes or no. And when they say no, you ask the next person, hey, do you like me? Yes or no. Like, it's not that. But also beyond that, like, you have to consistently reinforce, like, okay, you like me, but is this your boundary? Like, are we at a point where this is cool if I touch you here? Like, and yeah, like, it may sound, like, kind of awkward at first because we're used to a non-consent culture where, you know, that hasn't been romanticized and people just, like, you know, going at each other without even discussing at first is made to look really sexy by Hollywood. Well, Hollywood's got some problems with what, like, sexy like exactly you know so we need to work on communicating a little bit better and you never know like maybe he just had some like garlic aioli fries and you just like go in for the kiss because women can be like abusers as well or people who identify as like cisgender i don't want to be like heteronormative here but like people that are identified as women can be abusive and abusers as well and they can be manipulators and society also thinks that like 
that's not as violent as like men being manipulators or abusers and like you see how many teachers are like oh I fell in love with my like 16 year old and I'm just like ew that's not love that's gross you have a problem like no but like so everybody needs to like respect the boundaries whether it's physically or emotionally if he doesn't want to date you if he doesn't want to be serious then find someone who does you don't get to be manipulative and be like and crying all the time or like you know like all all of us like because I've had to like think inside like inwardly on my mat game and be like am I a creeper you know and if you're Mm -hmm. not looking at yourself and being like am I a creeper then you're not looking at this right like all of these things should be like yo Mm -hmm. how how am I functioning in this world and what is my impact um but yeah so guys girls and everyone outside of it and in between keep your shit to yourself Unless someone summons it. Did they call for you? Did they come for you? <laughs> Did they come for you, though? Orgasm gap. End it. 2018. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one for one people. Right. Or, you know, yeah. the gap's been there for a while. Maybe it's different from one to one. You know, maybe yeah. it's like two to one. Like, I'm just saying. <sighs> yeah. I'm like... Not- to be bo- out here. Your body is a wonderland and everyone should enjoy it. Right. It, especially you. You should enjoy it. You should enjoy the wonderland that is your body and feel safe in the wonderland <laughs> that is your body. I don't want to start like John Mayer and then have like Seth appear and be like. If I say John Mayer is <laughs> overrated three times, will Seth appear? Seth, we love you. Shout out to Seth. <laughs> Seth's one of our coworkers. He's amazing but i can't listen to john mayer while i'm making coffee all day long digression because i also while we were talking about hollywood wanted to bring up the golden globes the red carpet you know it was so brave for all those men to wear black on the red carpet (laughs) to show their solidarity with the Time's Up movement. And I just think we should recognize those men <laughs> for their bravery in renting a tuxedo that would never have gotten more into an award show ever if they hadn't chosen to wear that at the Golden Globes. But also, the number... You know what? Women are not excused from this, too, because I have any number of black clothing items in my closet that I could throw on, and I'm sure that they do too. Like, you can wear a piece of clothing just to look like you're part of something. Like, just like attaching a Black Lives Matter pin to your bag, like, unless you're actually doing something about it, then what you're wearing, like, is not important. Like, okay, they dressed in black for one award show. Well, what comes next? Are you are you refusing to work with these people? Like... Like, what I notice is, like, it's cool. It's, like, preaching to the choir. Like, when all of this stuff was happening, some of my friends are, like, liberally minded. Well, all of my friends that survived at this to this point. Right, the friends are liber- you still have. Right, are liberally minded and stuff like that. But it's cool to be with a group of, like, black folks or brown folks or queer folks and be like, yo, like, your oppression sucks. But then when you're at thanksgiving table and your like uncle who is a loan manager loan officer is like coming talking outside his mouth sideways are you gonna say something are you gonna be like hey like 
because that's the labor like Mm -hmm. doing the work with people who um can negatively affect your life that's when you're like oh I did something going to people who already know this shit sucks like being in a group of folks who are now like oh like you know being sexist to people is wrong that's cool but you're still gonna work with these people you're not putting your ass out on the line so like before you say like I'm with you and we're like brothers and sisters in arms and shit like are we though because you're like chilling and that's still your boy and you won't check your boy that's what I need like I need all those dudes in tuxes to be like bro put your dick back in your pants she didn't ask for it like bro stop talking about this woman I'm sorry I said put your penis back in your pants I'm sorry mom but like (laughs) (laughs) right because that makes it better if you refer to it by the clinical term my sister like her son calls it a goober and it bothers me so much Casey I've told you this (laughs) I'm a goopy goober yeah oh my god I need a thought about Spongebob You know what? We'll have a micro episode someday devoted to all of the different terminology that we can use um, for these parts that men and women and everything on the spectrum, everyone on the spectrum can have. I mean, but yeah, like, back to, like, even though Goober, just, like, now I'm going to co-op that name. Yeah, I'm you know glad who that I you am. can have that. But, like... Next time you're on Tinder, be like, show me your Goober. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> But, like, don't be talking to people who know this shit sucks and being like, oh, this sucks. No, you need to be like, hey, shut your mouth. Hey, that's not okay. Hey, stop asking people to show them your boobs to audition for a show. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know? But I I will say at the same time, like, I understand that it's hard. Because I definitely come from a background where... My family and people around me, like, were very racist in many ways, or classist, or sexist. And it's hard to get to that point where you call them out for shit, but also consistently call them out for shit. Because it's emotionally exhausting sometimes, you know, when you've said multiple times, like, I don't want you to use that word, or I I don't want to watch that movie, or things like that. Like, you know, at a certain point you hit a wall sometimes and you want to just like let shit go and let shit go and I myself have to work on that more like when it comes to some of the loved ones in my life um have to work on that some more like when it comes to myself like I'll say things that I'll think like a couple days later like wait somebody might have thought like that was out of pocket and was it and you know do I need to check my tone do I need to reassess how I'm approaching the situation because I can learn on paper all day long like for instance about using someone's pronouns using the right pronouns and still use the wrong pronouns with someone even though like I really care about them and I just fuck up like you know we're all gonna have our fuck ups but the main thing is like owning that and growing from that and moving forward and making it right I think her. Like, we all have our moments. Like, I I normally say, like, everybody's ugly to somebody. Um, And sometimes people are just, everyone has moments where they're just fucking ugly. Like, you're not empathetic to people. You're not, like, even trying. And in those moments, like, it's kind of a blessing to have people that are like, A, your wig 
is not straight. <laughs> Snatch your edges because you look a mess. And like sometimes like we all want people to like rub our hand and be like, hey, like do better. But sometimes that comes in like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> like, you know, and like or sometimes that comes in a in a way in which like is uncomfortable. And but I think that it also comes to rearing and like how my parents have made me like comfortable with people telling me like a this is not good or a because they've never kind of like shielded my feelings and I come from like a very loving family with that being said when I'm being an asshole they're gonna be like yo check your shit like (laughs) I remember when my mom like I was just going through like at 11 everyone's just like gross Mm -hmm. you know like just gross and I was going through a moment and my mom's like you know I love you so much but it's really hard to like you right now (laughs) (laughs) that is so real And then she came back and she's just like, I'm sorry, like, I meant that, but like, you know, like, I'm sorry we had to get to that point and like, blah, 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 blah. And even though that, I was shooketh, like, I was shook, I was like, that's my mom. But then also, like, I needed to hear that because I was being an asshole. And like, it's, it's a healthy thing of like, growth and development. And sometimes it's uncomfortable, like, growing pain sucks and we also have to be empathetic because I there are moments even as a black woman there are privilege like proximity to whiteness there is a privilege to that if unless I told you I was black like unless you're listening especially if you call me at work like you may not know you get the customer service right like hi my name is Sydney and how can I help you like (laughs) I get this and I've learned this how to cope and how to code switch and for some of my other folks who do not code switch aren't as like fluent in the dialect of like you know I sit here and I hold a lot of privilege I come from like a two-parent home like I talk I have loving memories of my childhood even though we struggled and stuff like that and so like I can check my privilege if someone's like talking about oh my mom is a bitch or like my mom I can't just immediately put my cape on and be like yo that's your mother like maybe her mom is a bitch (laughs) you know like I don't know so like as we're all growing um remembering because sometimes I don't remember to be empathetic and I'm like why can't you just tell your little friend on Facebook to shut the fuck up the civil war was about slavery you know what I'm saying and like on a level like if you're my friend I need you to be able to say like the civil war was about slavery but also I also I'm working to be more understanding that like you gotta live there you gotta function with these people and like it's just it's just a lot and unpacking society is a lot of work and as long as we're all making the movements to work like this can work out but like I am one of those like run over like I, I'm trying to work on that like because I'm like bitch get your shit together <laughs> You better check your friend. Like, you know, like. <laughs> You're not trying to, like, <laughs> cape into every Facebook conversation or whatever. I just, like, come sprinting, like, Naruto running <laughs> into every, like, Facebook conversation. I'm like, actually, you ain't shit. <laughs> and I think that we all have the opportunity to learn together. On a lot of things like and you have to be able to maintain some of the anger because mr nancy would say anger gets shit done amen and when is american gods coming back right like they need to get their shit together apparently like they've switched up the showrunner situation i don't know i was reading this article about it 
I know you're shook right now. I was shook too. I'm really hoping that Stars gets their shit together. But considering how their shit has been with Outlander, I don't know. Stars are struggling. American Gods needs to come back. Anyways, digression. Keep that anger. But find a way to communicate it effectively. Yes. Find an outlet for it. A productive action. Yes. Um, but I think also, if you are the target of that kind of anger... Sometimes when you're getting yelled at or told that, you know, your wig is on crooked or what have you, you need to just step back and listen to that and accept it. It's really easy to get defensive. The hardest thing to do is to just sit with it and learn your mistakes and like actively work on doing better rather than looking for excuses for yourself for why you were doing a certain thing or why you would have thought a certain thing or said a certain thing. Like we can justify our actions to ourselves all day long, but at a certain point it's not productive for you and it's not productive for your relationships. And so part of, um, part of being in this podcast also, I hope is that if we are hearing feedback um, from y'all out there in the universe, our very big audience of zero at this point (laughs) listening to us. Um, If there's shit that we're getting wrong, let us know. Yeah. Um, Because we want to do better too. And we want to be open and receptive to that kind of feedback. And yeah. Love Love will tell you, your spaghetti tastes like shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not in that way, but, like, the people who are willing to, like, be like, yo, that actually wasn't... You know how I'm, like, going, like, real getting wild and I'm like oh well let's try this flavor combination and you're just like nah that don't taste good girl like like that's... when you tried to make caramels in a rice cooker see <laughs> <laughs> see I need that I need all that okay but but didn't you though but I needed that because I would have like went on and like thinking like yeah this is a thing and wasted hella hella time and hella coins trying to make something that is not a thing a thing wait it was with vegan butter too i want you all to know this y'all like (laughs) damn (laughs) i got really passionate about this caramel situation i don't know why I was trying, okay? I know, I know. I My intentions. <laughs> I didn't intend. Like, that. that's a word that I have so much, like, um, animosity for sometimes. Because it's just, like, I didn't intend. Well, bitch, you did. <laughs> like, your, your rice cooker, it took you, like, 25 minutes to clean it. Because you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. And you had to deal with that. I had to clean it up. And you that's were. the thing. <laughs> clean up your mess. But some people are, like, they make a mess because they're ignorant. Which is fine. Um, but then they say, here, clean this up. We need to listen to our coworkers of color. And also we need to have coworkers of color. If you are in a position like where you're able to hire people or recommend people, diversify your workplace so you don't end up in situations where years later you're still angry about something that someone said. Yes. Because, like, and it's not healthy for me to be, like, all right. Like, when I see her, I'm just, like, I mean, at any moment, let's go. We can go if you want it. But, like, but like having to, like, 
constantly listen at a very loud register like just tone deaf at least and like just just completely like racist bullshit and then like when you say like hey that's not cool because like even though I'm really good at like coming at people, I don't like to. Like I like go through my mind and I'm like, how can I avoid this? Because I don't like this. And like I know my shortcomings. I know my own like palate. I know I'm salty as fuck. And like some <laughs> stuff is not a big deal. But I'm like, oh, we can go. You know, because I'm just like used to the fight, you know. And so if I like muster up the like, okay, I can do this. I'm going to talk to you. And then it's just like, well, I meant, and I intended. Like, fuck what you meant. <laughs> Stop. But carry on. That, that came from a dark place. And so I'm going to sit and sip my tea. And it was like, a dark place. There. I'm like, what parts of this should we edit out? <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of that because it's unnecessary. Yeah, just, you may disregard all this. You may never hear this. I don't know. <laughs> right. Hello out there in the universe. Don't fire me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. want to go to the dumpster. Maybe or the recycling outside. bin. No, I don't want to go and talk outside by the door. Say <laughs> <laughs> so what you're going to say in front of me. Right. I'm going to go into the church bathroom with you. Right. <laughs> like, no, I don't have to. You got to go to the bathroom? No, I don't want to go to the bathroom. I'm going to stay with my friends. <laughs> say what you want. <laughs> I didn't do it. Oh, man. This is wild. So that went like... Any number of places. <laughs> right? <laughs> mm. Do we want to talk about stuff that's coming up in future podcasts? Yes. 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 Food. Eating food helps you think stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I um, Actually, I was thinking since uh, MLK Day is mm-hmm. coming up tomorrow. Yes. Happy MLK Day. Do we happy say happy birthday. MLK Day? Like... Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And we're not talking about whitewashed MLK? Yeah, no, I'm talking about, like, socialist, like, get on the streets MLK. I'm coming to cash in my check MLK. (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy birthday. But with this holiday, you know, a lot of us are going to see in our communities um, folks doing MLK Day of Service, which, you know, the whole make it a day on, not a day off. I appreciate the sentiment. But where do you go beyond there with making a difference in your community? Well. Well. (laughs) Um, So I'll just be watching, you know, like here in Raleigh and Durham over the next couple days because I'm curious, like, what these sort of um, sometimes make work projects on a day of service, what they can actually lead to. And I have a history as an anti-hunger activist and doing a lot of work related to food pantries and community gardens so that tends to be more my focus so yeah definitely like food and hunger food justice is like a lens that we'll be looking through other other than that um and i have a history of liking to eat oh we both like to eat (laughs) okay so yeah i'm with it i'm with it i'm here Yes, as as hippie ladies, we will probably have a couple episodes on things we wear to make people uncomfortable. Yes. Um, because everybody's got to wear clothes and cover their ass. Or not cover their ass. Right. And that's okay, too. Like, all bodies are beautiful. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yes. Um, we both 
really firmly believe in the importance of living wages and mm-hmm. talk about some things going on in our community with living wage certification and how we're going to spread that fight beyond just, you know, some bougie coffee shops getting a sticker to put in their window, um, what other places can do. Um. <laughs> was, that a little t- was that a little too pinkies uh, tea sip in there? <laughs> You know what? I will always sip my tea over that because everyone deserves to be able to pay their rent and not be scared at the end of the month. And um, to all the like suedo, I'm not going to say suedo Republicans because you're like Republican Republicans, the job market will never increase if people have to work multiple jobs. Thus, like numbers, like one plus one equals two. But if there's one that's getting two jobs, then that's two jobs instead of one person, one job per person. So there's also that. Mm -hmm. Um, And even in doing good things like certifying and like setting up shit, um, if someone says, hey, this is a good idea, but here's how we can expand this. You we all have to be open to those criticisms and not like rest our laurels on well at least I'm not but go ahead now you're sipping (laughs) go ahead (laughs) um since we're both coffee professionals I'm sure that we'll also be considering uh some of the worldwide impact of coffee yes um the shithole countries that we've turned into shitholes Sydney's having a moment here. Um, And how, if any country is a shithole, first of all, it's the United States. Because Flint still don't have water. Baltimore still doesn't have heat in their schools. I could give you any number of examples. But also, countries are struggling because of colonialism. Colonialism that is still going on today, indeed, if not explicitly in name. First of all, like, if we're going to talk about shithole countries, uh, a country that procured its land by genocide and theft and then built its economy by human trafficking and slave labor and brutalized those demographics should be quiet, okay? And, um... Spoiler alert, America, by the way. And, by the way, directly to someone who shall not be named, uh... Learn how to contour your face before you start talking about who and what is a shithole. Period. Keep your ugly ass buildings out of these quote unquote shithole countries. And everybody else, as coffee professionals, don't be don't be singing the praises of your Yergzy this and oh I love me a katanda, but then when it's time to talk about shithole countries, you're not about to be like, yo back the fuck up off my fro- my friends. Y'all ain't loyal. Chris Brown said it right. These hoes ain't loyal. Yeah, but that might be the only thing you said right. Right, the only thing. And Chris Brown, get your shit together. This is not related to that. We can erase that out. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your ass up. <laughs> Putting out 50 songs and no one can remember one of them. Chris Brown. Sorry. Rihanna, I'm so glad that you're doing good. Right. She's got that happy weight on. Right. And she's just Fenty Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
I'm like flexing my weave. Yeah, like one day we'll have a video of this just so you can see Sydney uh, doing her hair toss with this fishtail braid. Uh, it's pretty majestic right now. Um, we will whip our hair back and forth for you. Um, yeah, so obviously Sydney and I have a lot of opinions. Yeah. And there's a lot of shit going on in the world that we can talk about. And we want to talk about it with you. Um, the other thing I would add that we're hoping to do is we have a bunch of friends or acquaintances that are doing pretty radical shit, whether it be in their communities with making safer spaces for queer folks or doing anti-racism work or planting beautiful gardens, any number of awesome things people could be doing, or perhaps, um, they're in the business world. And they're running companies that are living wage certified or ethically sourcing the things that they are selling or, um, you know, owned by people of color or women or queer people. And we want to find out, like, how they're making that work, um, how they are balancing having a successful business with the struggle. Am I missing anything else that we might talk about? No. Um, we'll talk about a bunch of shit. I don't know. And you can let us know what you want to hear. Or, you know, if you don't want to hear us, just don't tell us. Just don't, right. Damn. don't listen. Like I'm an artist and I am sensitive about my shit. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> Actually, no. Like, also, I think that that's a good thing. Like, we're totally open for constructive criticism. And... I'm open for constructive criticism. If you're like, oh, what you said was problematic, I'm gonna be like, all right, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that in. I'm gonna take that in the vault, and I'm gonna like <laughs> process it. Um, but if you just like come in for me, be ready, be ready, because like <laughs> <laughs> because like we're I I hate that like perspective that like people who do social media should like always respond to like just out hatefulness mm. as like polite as possible no i'm gonna be like fuck you and then block you like that's it we don't have time for pacifism no. right now Mm-mm. no we are reclaiming our time reclaiming our time 